tiny bubbles in our wine. Oh, we're recording. Oh, oh, hi out there in YouTube land. This is supposed to be a tech show, isn't it, Jonathan? Yeah, it's Bill. You look, you look fabulous, Bill. Okay, ready for YouTube? Okay, set. Okay, for the iTunes. Welcome to episode 58 of WP Tonic. Today we're talking about WordPress and SEO. Jonathan's got a detailed set of notes, and I'll probably break in from time to time and ask him some more detail on the direction we're going. We had a nice conversation last night after, on Blab, actually, about WordPress and one of our, our new members in the community. So it's a really timely topic, and there's a lot to SEO. Jonathan, tell us what the outline you want to talk about today. Well, so basically, we're going to cut this into two shows. The first show, we're going to talk about the general principles and then in the second show, which is going to be our plugin show, we're going to talk about plugins that help you with SEO, search engine optimization. And um, obviously, you build a website, Bill, and you do your best and you put your sweat and tears in it. But most people want to get people to the website. The way you do that is through search mostly um, is two ways or there's some other ways but there's two main ways natural um, organic search and paid um, advertisement so um, most of the plugins that help you um, optimize your website deal with what is called online SEO and um, I'll just plan to quickly go through some of the key areas that as a newbie or intermediate, as a business owner, you know, you're probably going to try and do some of this yourself or you're probably going to hire somebody to help you do it. And it'd just be handy to be able to speak the language, understand the basic principles. It's a bit like lots of things, you know, you don't exactly have to become an expert, but it's a good idea that you know know what the, the powers would yeah yeah sure yeah, uh, hey, well, I, i'm breaking real fast too just as when you talk about it, i know you're going to talk about plugins in the next show yeah. but the yoast seo plugin is the number one plugin and just as a shortcut if you just install that and play with it you're going to learn seo you know the yoast way as you go through yeah, this kind of um you, you learned the, the yoast explains you know what to do and the, but it's the yoast way there's a lot of a lot of a lot of different versions, a lot of different people have different opinions on the Yoast SEO process. Yeah. Um, it's not a science. <laughs> it's, a, right. it's a bit of science and art mixed up. And, um, and one thing, too, is Google changes their algorithms often, as we, as we know. Yeah, they do. Um, so basically, I'm just going to go into a broad thing. So basically, how does Google judge what sites should appear on page one and which sites shouldn't well they look basically they look for keywords and phrases they index everything on the internet one of the ways they judge a website is they look at the words that are used on the website and they expect um, structure to be done in a certain way and that structure um, tells google what the page the post the website should be about so they expect it in a certain format and if you give it, it to them in that format that's a good start then there's um who links to your site you know um if your site is seen of real value one of the signs to google that your site has what in kind of google talk is called authority is the actual quality of the links 
other websites or other online leading voices in your industry or, or hobby or whatever you're trying to rank for have chosen to link to your site and to things that you're saying on the site. So, and there's a couple of other things, but they're the two main um, ways that Google um, make a judgment call about your site. And most of the plugins that we're going to talk about in show two, they deal with what is called on-site SEO. And this is the kind of structure of your pages, posts, and the website that you've got to kind of develop and then give to Google. And Google um, have published um, quite a lot of detail how they like data to be given to them. And um, unfortunately, um, they changed the name, but it used to, call, used to be called Webmaster Tools. And the help section there kind of spells out how they like the structure. And there's a lot of online articles that you can Google. There's like MOZ Moss. Um, they got a lot of data, a lot of inf free information for beginners, intermediates that will tell you the structure. So basically, um, what Google's looking for is basically at the top of your browser, not where your website is, but right at the top in the gray area of your browser is what they call, and let's say you've only got one tab up. You just got one window up in your browser, and at the top in the grey browser bar, as they call it, um, you should see the title, and that's the first thing that Google looks at. That's the first little bit of hint of what this page or post or website is about. And you should do your keyword research, and um, like I say, that if you put in key re keyword research. Um, there's a lot of free information that will come in. Um, there's a couple of tools. There's a free tool that Google provides if you set up a Google AdWord account, and it's great value. And there's a couple more um, easier, maybe, tools, but you do have to pay for them. There's both offer um, a free trial period. Um, the two that I would recommend if you want to do keyword research is wordtracker.com. And I think they're still offering a 30-day free trial period. You do have to put your credit card in, but you can cancel it at any time. And then the other one is um, SEO Rush or Rush SEO. It's Rush SEO. Um, they're two tools that I've used quite a bit and uh, I've got no hesitation to recommend. Um, and like I say, if you go to um, Moss, M-O-Z-Z, um, they've got a ton of information that will guide you about keyword, key phrase research. So you've got your keywords and phrases and you're going to write a page about a particular subject. You've got to make sure your top title has your most, the keywords that you want to rank for in that top title. And you've got about 70 characters. Spaces are classified as a character. So um, you, you haven't got an enormous amount. Um, and you want to remove your kind of little ands and ifs. Right, the, good, the best idea is just to write a sentence out and then uh, make sure it, it's 
has your keywords in it and then remove the little words out of it, right? Um, so then we go on to the next bit that Google expects. Um, and when I was learning this, it was, and I still think it's important, is that every page should have a H1 tag. And um, what is that? Well, um, your site, um, if it's WordPress um, powered, is a mixture of three fundamental things. It's HTML, CSS, and PHP. And these are the kind of kind of basic languages that construct your site. And when it comes to HTML, um, your kind of tag language, your fundamental tag language, there's a certain number of tags that denote the size of text. Because remember, when this was first developed, it was developed for academic papers. Um, it was before even browsers could handle images. And they just wanted a, a, a format for academic papers with headers. Um, so every page should just have one H1 um, tag. And unfortunately, it's really easy to tell, but not all themes, the main page title that when you make a page, you have a title um, field, and that should be your main H1. Um, unfortunately, not all themes obey that. Um, if you need to alter it, it might be a good idea to do it if you can. Um, what a lot of themes do is your logo, your actual logo, they make that the H1. Um, and they basically they have a text box and you don't see the text they move the text outside the actual screen it's a little there's a lot of themes that do that bill and it's not the best idea it can make you know um you have to go in and modify the theme if they're doing that um it's best to have a different h1 um, tag for each page rather than just having one that's the same on every page so um that's another thing that Google looks for because it's looking for a kind of structure of information. Um, and like all these plugins, they all help you structure it. Then the next thing it's looking for is it in the it tends to look at the first 300 words of your post and page. And people used to do what is called cramming. They used to write something out naturally and then they would look at their keyword research and then they would cram keywords into it kind of semi-artificially um it's not a really good idea to do that you're not you actually you could get penalized by google by doing that so but it's a good idea to have some of you, your first paragraph have your most powerful if you can in a natural way have your your first powerful phrase in in your first 300 words yeah. um also um if you're going to have links to other pages or to external websites um if you really want to help another site or it's got article that really links to yours and will give value to your 
um, audience, it, you're, you're, it's always best if you want to have the link in the text. Um, that's another thing. Um, another thing which Google looks for is your images. When when you're importing your images into your image library, you can There's an alter tag tag and you should tag your images and you should name them if you can name them and include a keyword in your tag that will really help as well um another thing which people don't realize is um when you're linking out if you're in a very competitive sector and this has become very you're spending a lot of time on SEO um, and it's having a real effect on your bottom line of your business. Um, you've got to be aware that linking to sites that are more in Google's eyes are more established, have more credibility. Won't it's a good idea, but linking to sites that have a lower credibility than your own site you actually give those sites a bit of your own credibility. It's a, it's a, um, you're giving them a bit in the trade, it's called link juice. And by linking to less um, established sites in Google's eyes, um, how do you tell this? Um, basically, Moss and a couple other, there's a couple, if you're using Chrome or Firefox, there's a number of free plugins that you can install that will tell you the actual ranking of a website and its um, credibility with Google. There's a couple, Moss does one that is quite good. And um, that's how you tell. And that's one of the factors when people were really, you know, making money from a website. They're not too keen to link to a site that's got lesser ranking than their own site because they will be giving some of their own ranking to an external site. So, like I said, I've gone through the image. I've gone through some of the things you've got to be aware of in links. Um, the other factor um, that these plugins help is that... Um, you used to see a lot of sites and their actual URLs, if they were set up in the kind of natural, the default permalink setting. And that's in your settings. Um, it's I think it's the full fifth one down and it's permalink settings. And um, a lot of time you used to see it at default. Um, the problem with that, it produces horrendous URL, which actually Google doesn't like. But you can, you got one, you got like month and day and day and name, and you got custom structure. And a number of these plugins give you actual recommendation of the little snippet of code that you got to put in um, into the custom structure. And what that does is normally provide much better. URLs. Also, when you make make your page or post, you have got the ability to of editing URLs and putting some of your keywords in into that. Um, but normally, unless you're in a very competitive thing, um, 
it, what it normally does is if you use custom structure, it will take your main H1 page title and it will use that as your um, ULR. That's how it normally works. But be aware of that because um, that can affect your website. Um, the other thing, and maybe you can help me here, Bill, because I can never pronounce this correctly. Yeah. Canonical. Canonical, yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one to understand too. Um, basically, um, you can have the same area. You can set it up, unfortunately, when you're setting up your website. And it's really easy to do this when you've got certain areas of your website that are HTTPS. I, the, you've got a secure socket layer certificate. And for some reason, you know, you don't want to make the whole website. So some parts of your website could be under HTTPS. And then other parts could be just under HTTP. Um, Google will see that as two different websites almost. And if you set up some of your links and some of your pages to be found without the www, and then you've got other sections that can be found at www, Google will treat that as um, two separate URLs, even if it's going to the same content. Um, so that confuses Google. Um, the good news is um, Google uh, Webmaster Tools um, will index your site, and um, if you, it's a free product. When you've got it all set up, you, you can ask it to index it, and it will actually tell you if it's finding a problem in that area. Um, another thing that I didn't put in my notes the, um, is sitemaps, and there's two kind of sitemaps. Um, Sitemaps got a little bit less popular. Um, there's the sitemap that Google expects, and it's a XML file. And most of the leading SEO plugins will uh, help you make this file. And then when you set up your free Google Webmaster, this is another reason why you should set up a, a Google Webmaster account, is that you can... it. Basically, these plugins will make this file and put it on your server. And then when you go into Webmaster Tools, you can point. Um, if it's at the main route, it's really easy, um, which it should be. And you just put the name, which is normally like index.xml. And then Google can find all the structure of your website and then start indexing it really quickly and it tells you if it finds duplicate content or any kind of problems with 301s and all the other stuff um the other thing it likes is um if you've got a reasonably large website it likes if you could produce a sitemap actual physical sitemap um there's a number there's a number of plugins that help you produce a physical um, pages, categories, posts. There's about three or four plugins that will help you do that, Bill. And Google likes that quite a lot. Um, the other thing, um, people get a bit confused. There's still a lot of um, misleading information about this, Bill, is meta tags. 
Now you can't. You, I don't think you read this on Moss, but you, if you just do a general um, Google search on SEO and meta tags, there's still a lot of very confusing information. Um, people say um, basically one of the reasons why there's confusion is meta tags are broken down into four separate subcategories and. Your meta keyword attributes really don't matter. Um, it's more really your meta description attribute that still has some importance. The reason why it's important is that when Google um, indexes your site and puts it on a search page, your page title, your URL, um, it will look at your site and give it a main title, and that's your that's your link. Um, but underneath it, the description, the thing that people skim read and they normally make, make their mind, is this web page that I'm proposing to go to? Does it have the information that I'm looking for? Well, that comes from here. And that will be a major reason why people click on your link. Um, unfortunately, Google... It's not if you do put your meta descriptions on all your pages and posts, Google aren't committed to utilize it. Sometimes they override even if you you put in a description and they, they will find their own. They make a judgment. I, I never, I understand why they do that if you don't put one in, but when you've actually put in, you know, bothered to put your own description in, why they still override it, I don't really know. I could understand it. Everything I have read is that they're not actually using it as a judgment call on the actual where your site's going to rank it. Only power is it, it's the thing that really influences people to actually click on the link. And then the thing outside that is... You know, everybody says, I want my Google Analytics set up. So you set it up for them and they never log in. And when they do log in, they say, you know, I've got this information. Um, there's actually, um, if you're going to use Google Analytics, apart from the most basic information about front page bounce rate and other key information which is still really valuable if but if you if you really want to start getting proper reports out of google analytics you've got to set up tags and it has kind of a, a it wants different information to be clearly denoted with tags and if you don't understand how to do that most of the information you're going to get out of google analytics apart from the most basic is going to be nonsense so you get a lot of people talk about this and, you, you know, you just smile sweetly at them um, and they make themselves look a bit idiotic because, you know, if they haven't spent the time tagging it all up, you're not going to get any decent info out of Google Analytics anyway. So what do you reckon? You're the voice you're the voice of our users, Bill, our audience. Uh, oh, I'd say the first thing everyone needs to do is go ahead with Yes, which we'll talk about a little bit more in the next episode. Yeah. Yes, SEO, and start there. That's the easiest way for anybody starting a WordPress site. Now, I remember when I first learned WordPress a couple of years ago, I've come over from HTML into WordPress sites. And I remember the, um, let me go on my panel right here. Uh, one thing that's really easy, but it, it just took me like a little bit to grasp, is using conical keywords, uh, keywords, conicals, and pagination URLs. 
and the idea of just using a custom structure. And you can really customize that structure. And the, and the thing is, you'll learn with Yoast is, I say this is the most important thing, and, and I've learned this too. If I, I'm working for my wife's KarenConrad.com site, her real estate site, trying to get it up and getting more SEO. Uh, we put like the uh, street address and then Karen Conrad. Then there'll be a dash stuck in there automatically for a space. So it's, uh, and that's about, that's about it. The big things to do right there is just do the basics. Uh, Yoast is fun to start learning, but then from there you'll go on and learn in more detail. A lot of things that you hit on today, everything you talked about today is pretty, it's complicated, but it's not complicated. There's a lot of bits and pieces. So that's about it. Let me, um, I meant to open this up a little earlier if anybody had a question. So it's open right now. I should have done that when I started talking. Uh, Jonathan, you spoke for a long while there. You spoke really well. You had a lot of information. Yeah, hopefully. So um, we're gonna. I think. I think what you've just said is about right. It's not. It's not. not it's not exactly jet jet science. But what you got to understand is like what you what you said at the beginning is that Google's changing changing their parameters all the time. So nobody can guarantee. And also, there's a lot of experimentation about this you know um, what worked one month doesn't work so well so um but on the other hand it really depends on how competitive and how good your competition is and um, right. Right, right. That's true. what yeah. i probably do not this not in these these two but in a future episode um really give give you a description on the tools and the, and my morphology where I look at the competition for a client and I kind of judge for the client using a number of free tools and a couple of paid tools, what the competition is like and what the basic landscape of competition is online. And then we can make a judge, some kind of judgment call about how much time energy um, has to be put in to get some kind of result. And of course, the other factor, Bill, is... Um, when it comes to natural search, this won't happen overnight unless, you know, we're talking about months, six months, seven months, eight months of continuous work and developing the site and your links and your structures and, mm-hmm. you you know, getting into the habit of doing things. Um, it's like a lot of things online. It's okay. doing it the same, the proper way, time after time being consistent and that's hard isn't it bill because we're all pretty busy right hey another thing too and I, i'm pretty sure this is accurate and really helps google likes youtube and they like google plus and you should definitely have your google plus account and you should post your post to that google plus account yeah it'll pull a header and that'll give you a really good seo that, well i think sometimes I think, I think that it's a really difficult one because but i think the area where it really helps like in real estate is if you're trying to rank in local search and that's yes. another that's another episode we might have in the future because that's that's got a certain that's slightly different how google actually judges sites it's quite interesting actually they judge site on some slightly different parameters when it comes to local search then regional and national and the, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to go in now. My next episode, we might add that. I might add that in actually because that's quite interesting. Actually, All right, Bill. I just uh, put in Google Plus Open House Reno in, in you know the Google Plus account, and it came up with me uh, videoing open houses in the collective. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first thing, and then it came up. Yeah, that's good stuff. Hey, Jonathan. Next episode, episode fifty nine. We're going to be continuation. We're going to go into the plugins. 
for those watching. Yeah, and we talk about local search as well, maybe. So for watching live, I think that'll be good when we actually dig into the uh, plugins. This will be the even a little bit easier to understand and grasp. This uh, again, SEO is just a process and a learning process. Just start with the basics. Yeah. So it, no questions uh, from our audience. We thank you for the five or six that tuned in, or actually eleven who tuned in live. And uh, we're trying this new platform also. As we close, folks, you know, we're using the Blab IM to create this podcast, which I think is the greatest thing on earth. We've got to finish up with at least some bubbles. So if you want, you can go to, first of all, remember to go for Jonathan, go to WP Tonic to find this post. And you can go to Podcaster's Home to find my sites and my posts. And uh, we'll have this up, you know, somewhere. But here's the bubbles. So as we start to, this is called Cam Twist. Are you guys out there on the... Uh, watching for google or google i am it's got google but uh, for uh, blab i am cam twist is the little tool that we're trying to show folks how to use it takes a while to use and really mess you up initially but once you get it down it'll right? just like the bubbles don't you bill yes the bubbles love the bubbles you can go to the cube and that and we'll say goodbye with the floating cube but see oh, on the bill, you're, you're, you're floating away i always knew it would happen at some stage Aloha you, I always knew you would just kind of float away in your bubble world so off you go <laughs> so take care hope Bye. folks uh, push, if you're watching this on iTunes if you're watching this on your iPhone go ahead and press the uh, artwork and the link will pop up and you can watch the YouTube here good night, good night.